Good morning. It's 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for Love Talk from the Word, 1490, with Evelyn Davison and Cindy Vanna. Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love Talking in the Beautiful Blessed KLGO, the Word. That's 1490. True Talk Radio reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO. And in the studio with me, of course, is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. How are you, Miss Davison? Well, I tell you, I'm on cloud nine, and ten is coming up pretty quick. <laughs> it's been an exciting week, and uh, just lots of wonderful things are happening, and we've got some major announcements to make today, and so we're just thrilled to be here. Of course, at my stage in life, Cindy, I'm happy to be anywhere. Yeah, this is what Jim and I talk about. You know, as long as we're vertical <laughs> and not horizontal, things are good. <laughs> but when you're horizontal, that's an indicator of either uh, permanence or temporary <laughs> letdown. Uh we are in the studio. We, you know, Evelyn, we got a lot going on. For one thing, uh, got Fourth of July coming up. Got mm-hmm. a big uh, switch going on in our lives. Just got a ton. Let's run down some of those things for our listening audience. Well, Cindy, we have been here at the Word uh, for six years. It was six years that first week in, in June, mm-hmm. and uh, we're making a big, big change. It's still the Word. But we're changing our frequencies, and uh, so today will be our last day that we'll be on the FM frequency. 99.3 uh-huh. and 98.5 going to the Heritage uh, Station, one of Austin's Heritage Stations, and that is 1490 True Talk Radio. 1490, uh, Love Talk and the Word and all the wonderful things that, uh, the history that we've had here with six years and in the Austin market, 28 years. So we are excited. This gives us a wonderful new opportunity to add probably another million, uh, potential listeners to this wonderful radio station. And so we're excited about it. We just want to be sure our friends mark it down. And remember next week when normally you turn on that FM band, you've got to switch over to AM and pick us up at 1490. That's right. Evelyn, you know, we've got some things coming up now. There, there, uh, I want to talk about one thing that's going on this weekend, and that is called Fall. Uh, which is Sunday, July 1st. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now that is, uh, a, something really, really simple. It is just the reminder that as a nation going into the 4th of July weekend, this always mm-hmm. is the Sunday that precedes 4th of July weekend, that this is a time as families prepare to come together and celebrate together whether it's hot dog city or whether your preference is hamburgers or you've got down like van davison you've got down the brisket and the barbecue (laughs) whatever texas thing is going on in your world don't forget that the sunday before is is what really is the picture of what America looks like. It's, you know, yes, it's families, and yes, our heritage is in family, but what is our first heritage? Where is our first allegiance? Well, Cindy, one of the most exciting things about the nation of America, and we're moving into 226 years, I think, is it 227? My math's not real good. Um, we We are blessed that we have a Christian heritage in this nation. We are truly blessed that we have a constitution that guarantees us the right Hmm. to worship and serve. (laughs) Boy, that constitution's taken a beating lately. Well, it is. But, you know, even so, there are those that uh, are good friends. I have a friend named Deborah uh, Duarte that I met a few years ago when we were under lawsuit uh, the National Day of Prayer was and uh, uh, going through the I think the Fifth Circuit Court and they had asked me to put together some things from from the grassroots that we have in the Austin and Central Texas area because we've done National Day of Prayer for 36 years in our area and got to meet her and began to help her put together some things that for the briefs that she writes. And so her full-time job now 
uh, is writing Bruce briefs for all of the cases that are going before the Supreme Court. So we, I was just thinking this week, what a wonderful, wonderful opportunity Debbie has. I call her Bunny Honey, uh, to let our voice be known still today in a nation that is in disarray to some extent because we are losing more and more of our religious rights every day. But we know that we have a right to be on this radio station. We have a right to be out on the streets talking about the love of the Lord Jesus. And we're going to stand on that right. We're going to fight for that right. And we're going to exercise that right for two reasons, Cindy. Because uh, Dr. Paul told young Timothy... You have a responsibility in the time in which you live to pray for those in authority over you. Pray for the kings. Pray for the soldiers. Pray for the schools. Pray. And he gave him two reasons for that, Cindy. And the first reason was that you might live at peace. We might come to know each other, love each other, care for each other, support each other, and do those things in a nation that would bring security to our children and to our citizens. And then the second thing was, first, that you would live at peace, and secondly, is that you could serve the Savior. And so that's what our goal is here on uh, Love Talk, is that we might be here serving the Savior in the air of communication, talking about what it really means to serve under the Lordship of Christ, to be a brother to a brother and a sister to a sister. Well, you've got that dead on, Evelyn. And uh, because, you know, I think that in today's culture, not only have we made government our God in many ways, but even within the freedoms and rights that we have culturally, we believe oftentimes that we're going to defeat evil or mm-hmm. defeat darkness as as through legislation as we as we legislate law and i and i'm glad you brought up the new testament and especially uh paul's conversation yeah. to timothy because here's a perfect situation of what uh the new covenant with christ was left with the people that says as you establish yourself as a follower of christ You'll have things that you'll be doing under the law, but the things that are going to make the lasting and the greatest impact to not only your households, but to the households around you are going to be when you practice the principles of God. Absolutely. And that's the, that's in particular the series that we're in this summer where we're talking about what is our heritage? What is your spiritual legacy? Those are the questions we're answering where we're trying to divide, not as in being divisive, because yes. certainly there's enough of that, going, but <laughs> yes. divide this these issues between Culture, politics, mm-hmm. prayer, and biblical principle. Mm-hmm. The prayer and biblical principle being on this side of eternity and culture and politics being on the side of time. And as you so often said, we live in time, but we're made for eternity. And the legacy that we leave, although lived in time, last for an eternity. Now, besides called fall, which is Sunday, we've also got coming up the 25th will be the Austin Pregnancy Resource Center Fall Extravaganza, those who've gone before. September 26th, we'll see you at the poll. And October 3rd through 7th is going to be the summons in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. where the National Prayer Committee, National Day of Prayer, calling for a solemn assembly uh, in Washington, D.C. There'll be prayer walking uh, all over the um, city. And then you have coming up October the 27th, uh, the Central Texas Task Force Freedom Dinner, uh, at the Hyde Park Quarries. What's going to be going on there, Evelyn? Well, Cindy, we, um, uh, you serve as the Texas State Coordinator for National Day of Prayer, and I serve as the capital uh, Texas area. And America's Honorary Prayer Coordinator. Well, thank you. That certainly was an honor, and I, I serve that with great humility. Uh, 
But one of the goals that we have uh, in everything that you and I do together is that we would come forth with a very strong message that we have got to get connected. We've got to be connected with the, the power of God's presence. And, of course, we know that there are two ways we do that. One is through the Word. The other one is through, through prayer. And so our goal is to bring attention to that fact. And we do that through radio advertising. We do it through newspaper advertising. And we also do it uh, with the billboards. And so what we do in the fall is we have a big fun party, we call it, so that we all come together and um, have some wonderful auctions. And I want to tell you, if there's one thing I get comments on throughout the year, it's our billboards. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a matter they of fact, they are still up. Yeah, as a matter of fact, one church ended up in Austin re- hosting an event, uh, a citywide event, and and the people were looking for a place, and they said, "Oh well, I guess we better. We have a billboard right outside our church." And you, you know, they were surprised when it went up, mm-hmm. and delighted, of course, when they were asked to host. So the billboards go up, and that and People see those all year long. That is a tremendous, it tremendous is. And we message. really do uh, express our appreciation to uh, to Reagan Billboard Company mm-hmm. that they help us do that. But that's what we'll have. It'll be at, uh, on October the 27th, Saturday night, start about 6.30. Have some wonderful, wonderful music. I think it's going to be called a Texas um, Fiesta. So it's Yay, be a Taco huh? Bell, yeah. our friend Dirk Dozier. And, and so Katie we Dozier. are excited about doing that. So maybe if you've got uh, an auction item that you'd like to give us, we're looking for some place uh, in Colorado, not in Colorado Springs. It's burning up today or this week. Uh, but uh, maybe in Vail or somewhere, uh, uh, you know, weekend trip or something. Uh, or if you've got some art that you'd I'm like to donate. I'm looking for a car. You are looking for a car. I have this bee in my bonnet that someone's going to give us a car, and we're going to be able to take that car around to churches all across Austin all year long. Now, of course, you know, she, (laughs) yeah, I can just see this. We're selling tickets to a car on Sunday (laughs) in all the church parking lots. But anyway, forgive us, Lord. No, I have this bee in my bonnet. No, we do it online. Oh, okay, gotcha. Anyway, well, Evelyn, we're going to come back, and we're talking about Jesus the perfect one. He is perfect. What it is to leave a lasting spiritual legacy. This is Love Talk on the Word. Tim Smith at Hill Country Landscape and Garden Center have partnered with Love Talk for 28 years. These good folks are ready to help you with landscape design, irrigation, and construction. Whether it's lighting, sprinklers, beautiful trees, or shrubs, they have it all. Conveniently located just off 183 North near the Big Blue Water Tower at 13561 Pond Springs Road. Now, whether you want to shop at the nursery and the garden center or desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property, Hill Country Landscape is the one to call. With more than 45 years of working with both homeowners and commercial property owners, there's no better choice. Hill Country Landscape can make your home or business bloom and grow. For the Love Talk tree special, just tell them the Love Talk lady sent you. Call them at 258-0093 or check them out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. Hill Country Landscape, an Austin tradition, 258-0093. Licensed Irrigator 4089. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar, hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps, big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is 1490 AM True Talk Radio reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also pick up the audio and the blog for this program at lovetalknetwork.com. And in the studio, of course, with me is First Lady of Love, founder and creator of Love Talk, and also the editor of the Good News Journal. And Evelyn, we're, you know, we're heralding a couple of things today. uh, of course, I've worn my I wore I my I wore my Fourth of July <laughs> shirt. I wear this all. It's just like, okay, is she going to take a bath and change her clothes? Because I wear well, I this all my cowboy stuff. I wear it all week long, and just so you'll know, it's red, white, and blue stars everywhere. Yes, stars. And so we're heralding Fourth of July, which is, of course, we we dearly love, dearly love, dearly love. But we're also her- heralding this transition from the FM station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was uh, um, 99.3, 98.5, but now we're transitioning over to 1490, and I noticed you, we've got a blonde blonde joke. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so here it is. Did you hear about the blonde guy? Yeah, I noticed <laughs> she was okay, like, did you hear about a blonde guy, Michael? Now, don't take offense. Michael's our engineer. Did you hear about the blonde guy that got an AM radio? No. Oh, well, it took him a month to realize he could play it at night. <laughs> anyway, so here we are. We're on the KLGO 1490 AM both day and night for yeah. all you blonde guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're always doing a few of the blonde uh, lady jokes along. But, Cindy, it is an exciting adventure for you and for me and uh, and for Jean Bender and Peggy and Dean Clark and Michael and Juan, all of our friends who are here, we've been with the Word for six years now, six years the first week in June, and it has been a wonderful, wonderful time for us. We've been in radio, I have in Austin, 28 years, and this has just been a great, exciting adventure, and we are really thrilled. Well, we're thrilled. just thrilled not to be under a tarp or have to use an outhouse. <laughs> Because we've come a long way in radio, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had to use both of those. And well, let's talk about where we are. Because in, in a sense, we're kind of reintroducing ourselves. Yes, we're now, reproving you, ourselves. You and I are not theologians, nor are we philosophers. No, nor are no. we educators. That's right. We're just little hot. We're hall- instigators. Instigators. <laughs> I love that little Holly homemaker starting a revolution. Now we've we've been in this. You and I've been together. You've been doing radio twenty six years. You and I have been doing it together seventeen years now. In the last a year or so, we've done this series where we were really unpacking the character of Jesus Christ. Because you know, one of the things that I think is offensive to me sometimes is this great debate about religion. Yes. Well, you know, religion. Legalism. Yeah. And re- fundamentalism. That's right. You know, religion, it's oftentimes just doesn't hold water. Do you know what I mean? And not only are you and I leaky vessels, but the idea of religion where we're, you know, we're just, you know, where we're steeped in our mindsets or we're steeped in our tradition or we're going through the motions, but we're not really sure what is that foundation. Mm-hmm. And because you and I have been so blessed to have this passionate, personal 
a purposeful relationship with Christ, it became important to us to really look at the character of Christ. And so we did that through, uh, we've been stepping through a series of first the promised one, which talked about Messiah, the one to come, all the prophecies from the Old Testament Mm -hmm. and all of the things that the word of God from his perfect plan had said would take place. And then we came to the present one and we talked about the incarnate life. We took those fancy religious terms and we said, hey, here, look, on street language, you know, and to the average truck driver or soccer mom or Mm -hmm. van mom or, you know, cubicle guy, here's what the present one means. It means he's made a covenant with us. He's not departed from us. He's not left us. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, he's brought one to us to guide us and the Holy Spirit by which we live every day. And now we're in the series uh, called The Perfect One, really underscoring again and again the perfect plan of God. That if you think you personally are on plan B, or sometimes in my life I'm on plan Z, and I'm back to go into double letters, you know, yeah. Z-A-A. But the truth of the matter is, is God has a perfect plan. My life is lived out seeking, surrendering, to that perfect plan of God. It's not fitting God into my perfect mm-hmm. or imperfect plan, but me folding my life up into his perfect plan. And as we've done that, then we realized we really needed to talk about what was that foundation mm-hmm. that this nation looked at? What was the foundation that God had hoped for us all that is irrefutable, undisputable, within the word of God, that if you and I live it out, then the world becomes transformed and changed. And we started off with the first principle being the the dignity of human life. Human life, Cindy. It has to be in with, begin with life. You know, as we look back, if you look at biblical history, uh, you look at America's history, uh, <clears throat> it began with a relationship. When God created uh, out of nothing, we say out of dirt, uh, Adam, and had a plan for Adam's life. But looking at the loneliness and looking at the isolation uh, area of his life, God made him a perfect mate. And in the course of their coming to know each other and coming to know God, God did some wonderful things for them, Cindy, in, in Eden. And they every day they had an opportunity to walk and talk with God. And one-on-one, literally one-on-one. They heard him speak. They, they saw the essence of his presence. And like all things, um, they were not perfect. You know, God's plan was perfect, but Adam was not perfect, and neither was Eve. And the result of that was that they chose the fruit of rebellion And that fruit of rebellion set them on a course of being inadequate for all of the things that God had planned for them. And But, you know, it was the most exciting thing that God did not give up on them. He said to them, between himself, between the Trinity, he said, let us do some things for Adam and for Eve. Let's remove the tree of life. Let's eat of it and live forever. And let us transplant that tree of life into the future as they would look to me, look to us. And the result of that was, Cindy, is that God brought messenger after messenger after messenger to man that man might come to understand and know the reality of the presence of God. And so when you look at a perfect plan, God started with a perfect plan. And when Jesus came, he sent Jesus. He told Ezekiel one day, he said, Ezekiel, you're living in a tough time, but I want to tell you something. He said, there's going to come a day it's going to change. I'm going to take out man's old cold, stony heart and put in a brand new heart. And that is the perfect plan of God. He sent Jesus, who is the perfect one, who died a perfect death without sin, that we might know the perfection and the love of Christ and the love of our Father. And out of that, Cindy, came not only 
the promised one and the perfect one, but the present one, which is the Holy Spirit. Well, Evelyn, one of the things that I wanted to uh, tuck this back into was because we were talking about this thing of heritage and spiritual legacy, and you did a beautiful job of talking about what was that plan from the beginning. Now then, when you fast forward those many, many, many years, you know, because uh, t- t- we've only been as a nation and a people yeah, group a very short mm-hmm. amount of time. But when you look at the establishment of the documents of our founding fathers, they didn't attempt to establish a perfect no. legalistic nation. But here's one thing they did that's wrapped up in the conversation that you just you just laid out so beautifully is they said, you know, we can make all these laws. And we're going to legislate some kinds of authorities, but we're going to reserve and preserve over here a truth that is founded in biblical principle, which is that there are certain inalienable rights. And those inalienable rights means this. No one can touch this, not government, not man, Between man and God, there is a contract and an agreement that there are these rights that are set aside between man and God, the inalienable God, uh, the inalienable rights that cannot be sold, that cannot be legislated. Mm-hmm. These are the things that set this nation apart that says we're not going to attempt to legislate those things. And because out of that, our forefathers had recognized that the primary thing was, number one principle was the dignity of life, that humans reflect the image of God, that God values right. life in man, that relationship with God begins in the womb, that the uh, God is a just God, God is a God of love, and that Christ, as you said, lives and is reigns over a victorious life. Now, we have fast-forwarded into what we're going to be talking about today, which is the principles of the family. Because now, even though there's this is at the heart of the discussion in our culture right now, what is a family? What is a relationship? Who do we recognize as a family? What kind of support should we give to a family? Well, here's what God says. If you want to preserve your heritage, preserve your spiritual legacy, then you go back to the biblical principles of God where he establishes the family, which comes under the heading of those inalienable rights that he's talking about, that the government is not in the place of legislating the principles of family. Now, we may want it to go well with ourselves as a nation, Evelyn, but more than that, when we are as a nation looking to be blessed of God, we have to be reminded that we have to come in back into those that umbrella, those overarching principles of God to what? Be at peace with God and to not be separated by him. Evelyn, we're going to come back and we're going to talk We're going to summarize what we've been talking about, which is the family, and then we're going to talk about what it is to establish a heritage in your family Mm -hmm. that is lasting and permanent. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 True Talk Radio, reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I and the audio portion of this program, which will be posted shortly at lovetalknetwork, all one word, dot com. Evelyn, we went out and we've been summarizing as we're introducing our new audience to who you and I are. We were in. We were talking about uh, the um, the forefathers series that we're in under the perfect one and the perfect plan of God, and how his his desire is for us to leave a spiritual legacy that is lasting. Although we live in time, we're made for eternity, and He has the opportunity for each of us in time 
to leave a deposit here on earth. And it's curious because he doesn't talk about that deposit in terms of, well, you better get to the ballot box. You better do, you know, make sure he does talk about paying your taxes. He does talk about rendering to Caesar what is Caesar. He does talk about being observant of, of the rules and law. He does talk about praying for those in authority. But he really spends in the new covenant talking one about our 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 covenant relationship with him being primary and then he talks about our covenant relationship with one another which is the 49 commandments of christ which are all the one another's i mean we 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 tend to negotiate everything about jesus (laughs) you know but he there are 49 commandments and he didn't leave them as the law the letter of the law, he left them as the law of love. Right. But you and I are talking about the principle first of that God says all will go well with you. You know, if you honor the things that he honors, and we talked about the dignity of human life. Now, principle two that we had we had unpacked last weekend on on the program was talking about the family, and. Uh, just summarize that for our listening. What what is it that's so important about the family? What is all well, this? Well, it's hubbub? important, Cindy, because it was the first institution that God ordained. Oh, you mean the government didn't do that? No. Mm-mm. Jesus said, "You know, Adam, here she is, and she's yours, and <laughs> Eve, that's him." And you know, many jokes are made about that, but Cindy. God does ordain human life. That's the number one thing. Secondly, is he planned it. His perfect plan is through family. And we know that to be a bit between a man and a woman, marriage between a man and a woman. But more important, or as important, I shouldn't say more important, as important as that is healthy relationships. And healthy relationships only come in healthy families. And that means as we honor and love each other and love God because that is one of the great commandments. It's not a suggestion. The scripture says, honor your father and your mother. And so as we look at that, we know that why we know without any doubt whatsoever that God's plan is for the family and that children are a blessing of the Lord. So, The family principle is tied directly to human life principle. Number one principle is the respecter of divine origin and divine life. And then the second one is the the value and the the principle of, of family. But, you know, when you look at where we are in families today, Cindy, uh, in our nation, most often it's just fragmented. Fathers are absent, or mothers are uh, preoccupied, uh, and and we have forgotten to a certain extent that we are accountable to God for the way that we rear our children. Because the Scripture says, "Rear up, train up a child in the admonition of the Lord, so that when he is older and he is on his own and he is responsible strictly to me, then." He will know how to love and honor and give respect to others. Well, you know, one of the things that the Lord did in writing that is that he built in, undergirded that, the idea that a parent would um, be developing a culture of respect and honor in their household. Because first and foremost, in order to establish our peace with God, is that there is this place of honor of reverence, of respect, mm-hmm. of um, submission and surrender. You know, in order for a parent to really be the parent that God desires, it isn't just enough for a child to be subservient to a parent. A parent is called to be subservient to God first. Yes. In other words, to be a model of serving God, to be a model with a heart for God, to have an inward reverence, not just come in and talk about the things of God, but be a living testimony of the word of God and to do it in a way that pleases God 
God. And so that brings us to this topic today of family legacies. Um, and, you know, Focus on the Family has done such a great job of doing that over the years. And I, I happened to pick up some, some information out of a, a book called Your Heritage by Ledbetter and Bruner. And so we're, we're taking and we're talking about that because as we talk about legacy, I think one of the things that we're hearing so much as a national dialogue is what are we going to do? We're leaving this debt, nine, about $900,000 per child in the nation, you know, and, and then we have the other half, you know, people who are doing odd things, you know, whether a stock whether the Wall Street is the real deal or not, in order to leave a financial legacy. But the question is really, is God saying, what spiritual legacy are you leaving? Because if you're indifferent to that, if you've not thought about that, then let me tell you, you will leave a legacy. You are going to leave an imprint on someone's heart. You are going to touch the lives of people. It is only this question that we have to answer, Evelyn. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad or is it going to be both? Because no matter what we look at, we are going to pass down from family, from one to another, the impressions, the connections. Legacy is a gift Mm -hmm. given from God to parents on behalf of those children. What are the gifts of God that have come to you as a parent that he's asked you to steward such that you are passing them down to your children? We all pass on our hearts or our temperament or our personalities. I was telling this little story on our blog. You know, I cannot see my sister for uh, probably a month, several months. And she and I will cross the room and just suddenly we are just stunned and we just stop dead in our tracks because we have the same identical shoes on. <laughs> now, that's a connection, and it isn't just a fashion connection. Yeah. You know, we have another one. We're both terrified of being locked in a public bathroom stall oh, and God. not being able to get Me out. Me too. I don't, I, I don't took the lock on Those are temperaments. Mm. But this is the different. This is the deeper things of life that God says, I've given you this mm. as an inheritance. And how is it that you want to... Well, he gives us gifts, Cindy, and uh, Paul taught us that in Romans 12, that each one of us are given a very special gift. But there are very general gifts and, and that he wants us to have, to enjoy, that we might pass on to others. And the first one is the emotional legacy. We talked to that a little bit last week about how we are to really nurture a strong sense of positive identity in our children. Well, I wanted to talk about that because in our day and age, you know, parents are, I mean, it is dumb if you're parenting, and that's a question mark, if you're parenting in an intentional way, oftentimes even those who are, that translates right now in American culture as the soccer field, the ball field, yeah. uh, those kinds of things. And um, really... This kind of fostering of emotional legacy is where it's talking about the fragility, the fragileness Mm -hmm. of a young life and how it is we bring support to that. Well, and the next one is in the social area. We we have to teach our children how to relate uh, to others, to identify with them, to be compassionate. And we're going to talk about some of the things, how we can live as a family later, uh, that it might really be an inspiration to them to get to move out and, and establish those relationships that, that are so important in a social atmosphere for children. And then that spiritual legacy. Cindy, we could spend three weeks talking about a spiritual legacy. The Jewish family said, write out the word and write it out and put it on your coat before you leave the house every morning. You write it on your lapel. You put it on the tassel. You take it with you. And it was not just literally a physical thing, but it was so that they would be entrenched with the word of God and know what God's promise for them was. And that promise is still there today for our Jewish friends. We should do that with our children every day. As they leave in the morning, we should give them a promise for the day and say, Jesus says, I am with you always. You know, don't be afraid. I am with you always. Or he'll say, 
you know, mercy's going to follow you today, but you've got to hand out mercy first. Those are the things that are important for us to pass on as a legacy to our children, to have compassion hearts and do it in the area of the emotional, the social, and the spiritual, because it does make for a healthy legacy. Oh, you're right about that, Evelyn. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the promise of family. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking at the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at klgo.net. Also, you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com for the audio portion of this program and our uh, companion blog. Evelyn, um, we're going to uh, be wrapping this up where I... Uh, we talk about what it is to live as a family, but I just wanted to quickly give an overview to okay. where we're going to be going in the coming weeks as we are talking about this series uh, having to do with the forefathers, having to do with culture, but having mostly to do with what are the foundations of our lives that we establish our lives upon. And so we're going to be looking at the principle of common decency. Mm-hmm. We're going to be looking at uh, personal accountability. We're going to be looking at covenant. We're going to be looking at a right to a God-centered education. We're going to be looking at the national work ethic. These are the principles that we're going to be looking at, talking about in light of biblical principles. But for for the short time that we have left here today, I'm going to ask you the $64,000 question because if I had the, I have the biblical answers for this, but I will tell you even this week, uh, my heart was stretched in this area. It's how do we live as a family and what does God say about that? Well, Paul said in Colossians, since you've made by God for this new life, and we're talking about a life living in the presence and the power of God's Holy Spirit. Paul says, since you were made by him for this purpose, then get up every day and dress in the wardrobe God has picked out for you. That means we're put on the garments of praise. Stop complaining, probably, is one of the things he would say to us. (laughs) Yeah, think. But what are those things that we would have to put on to be a family that is powerful in a day in which we live today. Well, the first one I think is compassion, Cindy. It's so easy to look at your neighbor and, and see the mistakes they're making with their children mm-hmm. or they're making in their relationships. Uh, I wouldn't do it like that. I mean, how many times right. do I don't do it like that? Why in the world do they let those kids out? two or three years old at 10 o'clock at night to run up down the street. <laughs> you know, those are the kind of things that, that we often get caught in, in gaps in doing. But kindness is another thing. How kind are we to each other? Sometimes the ones that we love the most are the ones that we're the least kind to. And, and that, that's hurtful in a family. So we, we really have to concentrate on some of these characteristics. That we have to guard our hearts. And you know, you cannot guard your mouth and tongue out of your own strength. This is where mm-hmm. when we talked about the perfect one and the perfect plan of God, when we talk about when Jesus says, but don't be sorry, I'm going away, but I'm not leaving you. I'm sending you one, the Holy Spirit, one who will come and abide with you, that's going to be the counselor of all truth and wisdom, guide you in the way you should go. You know, you can't be compassionate and kind on your on your own no. without the help of God. Mm-hmm. And even the knowledge of God is not sufficient without the Spirit of God. And so I think that... Where we have to come back to is that there's no amount of head knowledge without a reliance on the Spirit of God in those areas. And Sandy, 
The biggest area sometimes is just being quiet and being humble before God. And as a nation today, uh, the scripture that is a billboard across this city just day after day comes from Second Chronicles seven fourteen, where God says, if you, he doesn't say if you're next door neighbor. He said, Cindy Vanna, if you humble yourself, you turn from your way, you seek my way, and you pray. You talk to me about it. Then I not only will hear you, but what will I do? I will heal your land. I will heal your family. I will heal your heart. I will heal your soul. I will heal you. So often, we don't take that time to humble ourselves before God and and hold on to that rope of hope that only belongs to Jesus Christ and and discipline ourselves to the point that we know that we are walking in the newness of life in a way that is not only even tempered, Cindy, but is blessing. The The greatest thing that we can do in our life every day is to bless others, bless our family, and and just be content with where we are. You know, just just kick complaints out the front door and just say, Lord, I'm here. This is not where I want to be, but I am absolutely sure that you are here with me. You are, I am operating under the lordship of your life as you give it to me. And be quick to forgive when we're offended or we offend others. And not only, you know, uh, forgive others, but let the Lord forgive us. Mm, mm. So often we carry this baggage around all of our life and we just don't pick up the garments of praise and the garments of love. We've got to wrap our hearts in love. Whatever we put on, we have to wear love. You know, it's love for our family, love for God, and love for our nation, Cindy. I was thinking as you were going through the list, and we're talking about this topic of a spiritual heritage and legacy, about the many, many broken-hearted friends and family members Mm -hmm. and you and I have shared our we have our fair share of of broken heartedness there there have been where our life has not been a life that has not known disappointment nor discouragement and has and and has known brokenness you know when we talk about Jesus the perfect one when we talk about the perfect plan of God, we are not talking about you and I being perfect nor raising perfect families in order to have a, uh, to leave a spiritual legacy. Because if we do not take the context of the gospel as a whole, we do a disservice to those who are who are struggling with disappointment and despair and even some even destruction in their family when you look back at the discourse in Matthew when you look back at the beatitudes when you start in the chapter uh, 5 looking at the beatitudes when you look at the eight major paradoxes of mm-hmm. Christ when he comes and he says this is what's going to happen to those who mourn this is what it will be for the for the meek this is who's going to be the peacekeeper this is where he's talking about the inheritance of God both eternally and in time you know we have someone in our family who uh, to the best of my knowledge I've never heard him say a bad word about anyone i've never heard him use a four-letter word he is devoted to god and yet he has great disappointment in his own life you know a grandchild with a with a a really severe disability and another one uh in prison you know this doesn't have to do with him getting it perfect the reason why we talk about the perfect one is because when we become believers in christ our sins go yeah. before us. The doctrine of perfection kicks in where our sins go before us and are judged separate from you and I because you and I believe in God. 
But this kind of spiritual inheritance we're talking about here is not that we get it perfect. It's that we understand that the perfect one is dealing with this both on earth and in heaven so that we would be right with God. Mm -hmm. And so regardless of what we see in time, we know that the spiritual inheritance of God is made for eternity. And it's made for blessings, Cindy. One of the most exciting things, I think, comes out of Isaiah forty thirty one, where, uh, you know, the psalmist goes before the Lord and said, why would you ever complain or whine? Israel, he's talking about a nation. God has, and, and the question is, well, has God lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. And then God says, don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. Now, Cindy... God lasts. Jesus lasts. He does not come to just disappoint. He comes. He doesn't come to come and go. He's the creator of all you can see and imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. What a wonderful Savior we have. And see, now I'm sure there are those that are listening to us today may have heard us for the first time, and they don't understand who this is that Jesus is who it is that he came to prepare uh, the way for us to know God. And so as we would close today, I would say to you, are you sure? Are you sure about what you know about Jesus? He is the perfect one. He has, there is no other plan of God. It's an, it is as simple as ABCA is that you come to know him, that you acknowledge you need him, and you accept the plan that he has for your life. B is that you believe that he is with you, he loves you, he cares for you, and he's not going to leave. And C, Cindy, is that we commit our lives to walk with him and love like him in a way that people can look at us and tell Jesus is real. This has been Love Talk on the Word. This is Juan Martinez letting you know that Love Talk has been brought to you by the word True Talk Radio, 1490 AM, as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison Salazar, Casa Mechanical Services, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, Hill Country Landscape, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and the Good News Journal.